Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and once again, I am joined by Jackie. Hello. Hi, Jackie. And we have resurrected the formerly thought to be dead Miles. How are you, Miles? The curse is over. The curse is over. Well, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you may have just jinxed things. It was only with Doro Hidoro. That was the curse. No, you said it. Um, oh, no. We are a podcast that Cut it out, Mark. normally talks about uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, when we're not, um, you know, dropping calls and prematurely ending recordings while talking about a different anime. Uh, but we don't talk about JoJo anymore. And why don't we do that? Because we hate it. No, because we no, already we covered it all. We covered it all. And then some, we covered the TV anime, the OVAs. I think that's it. Mark, you can are, we find... re- are we recording? Yeah. Okay. I just asked, just to make sure. (laughs) You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. And now you can find a teeny bit of extra content on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. That extra content I'm referring to is uh, from our first attempt to have a conversation recorded about Dorohedoro, some of our audio got lost, but Miles's side persisted, and so I uploaded that there. So if you have a dollar to spare, you can join the Patreon, and you'll hear Miles uh, talking to nobody and occasionally <laughs> going, mm. I love saying, mm. I, don't, I, I kind of wish that I just took like your entire session and just somehow made it take the mms. <laughs> I, Only those? I don't know if there's like a filter. Just that like could a do bunch that. of just like, mm, uh huh, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and like, then like a laugh. <laughs> and then when uh, when Miles uh, dies, oh, we, no. I just have a button for that. I can press people when we're talking. Could, people could use it like if they, you know, um, this happened. I feel like this happens in like sitcoms and stuff where like you're talking to somebody and like you don't want to be part of that conversation anymore. So you they step out and they like leave the TV on or yeah. like a recording or something to make it seem like that you're still interacting with them yeah 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 or like the answering machine trick that people yeah. would do they're like hello yeah just kidding i'm not here right now i'm definitely guilty of that uh you've done that yeah what Disgusting. yeah that used to in high school that was my answering machine message i'd be like hello i'm not here to answer the phone right now <laughs> but it's like people would people would totally fall for it they'd be like hey jackie i'm just calling to let you i'm not here and then and then like i interrupt with like i'm not here how do you know though that that part wasn't recording no, but it's happened. It, I know it happens. People tell me it happens. All right, fine. Um, Have I ever talked about my answering machine on this podcast in high school? What was it? I don't know. My voicemail was, uh, you know that Kelly Rowland song with Nelly? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, it's my. It's, I think it's just called I Love You. No. No yes, matter yes, yes, what yes. I it, do. Mine was. Yeah, mine was. I can't talk to you, oh, cause I'm busy right now, oh, so leave a message after this, oh, and I'll get back to you, oh. All right, Mark, cut that into its own just clip for the Patreon (laughs) so that our Patreon listeners can download it and uh, use that as their answering machine message. You can also get uh, Miles stickers and wallpapers, (laughs) Miles keychains sent in the mail. Uh, no, honestly, um, since we're talking about the Patreon, uh, it's just a place that helps support the pod. It's just a dollar to sign in, sign in, to sign on, 
And um, <laughs> basically what you mostly get there besides our undying gratitude is uh, a newsletter Miles puts out that uh, explains all of the pop culture references that we make that have nothing to do with the anime we watch because uh, we're old and you're probably not as old and you don't know who, um, God, I don't know, O-Town is. And so we have to explain <laughs> it to you. Um, you can also, uh, there are two other tiers of interest and of existence on uh, Patreon. One is the $3 tier. Um, and what that gets you is a verbal thanks from us here at JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. So we will say thank you to thank you. Austin, Celeste, Chad, Caden, Kevin, Martin, Michael, Tim, Tyler. Tim and Tyler. Woo! I don't know why. I feel, like, I feel like I sound like a, like a priest or a, 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 what is the other term for pastor? No, I don't think that. I don't know the you're, difference. You're very boring right now, so I don't think yes, so. Yes, correct. Oh. Anyway. Um, Somewhere like a librarian. The last tier is uh, for $20. You only have to do it once. Um, give us 20 bucks, and we will watch an anime of your choosing. And the disclaimer there is that we will watch three episodes of an anime of your choosing. We will not watch the entire show. We have other things to do. But we are glad to uh, take your recommendation. Recommendation yeah. I'm doing in huge square Right. We can watch winking. the first three or you can say, watch... One, two, seven, and twelve, and we'll do it. Well, not no, that, that was four. That one, was four. two, and seven, and we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> you could say watch one, twenty-five, and twenty-six, and just spoil the just entire watch, show. Watch the watch the first episode, the midpoint episode, and the last episode, <laughs> and then try to tell us what happened. Yeah, we should do that. That might be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a few people have done that. Have been awesome enough to jump up to that tier and that is where we got um this week's um anime this week's uh, pick yeah patreon pick it. this week's patreon pick uh we watched the great pretender uh an anime on netflix we watched episodes one two and three um it is a five episode story arc i feel like i'm not going to be able to get through this episode without talking about a lot of real real world things and and ruining the fun for everyone you're going to talk about how you scam people? Yeah. How you, your, no. your old scammer ways? No. Um, anyway, before we talk about The Great Pretender, and I know that you're already signing up for the Patreon right now, but I'll interrupt you and tell you that we need to take a stop in uh, Listener Los Angeles, also okay. known okay. as Correspondence Corner or the JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com inbox. Listeners write emails to us about their lives, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Random anime things. Other anime things. And they constantly apologize for not writing in. <laughs> which they don't have to do. And, or for writing an email that's too long. But sometimes it is too long. Sometimes it is too long. <laughs> but I feel like if you think it's too long, then you, you're not too long. You're thinking enough about it. Mm, maybe. If you but think it's too long, it's not too long. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you don't think it's too long, it's probably too long. That's not like a hard and fast rule. I'm just saying that's a good rule of thumb. And other idioms I'm not entirely just sure keep about. keep writing until you think it's too long. <laughs> Actually, don't uh, listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this first email is from Wilhelmo. And the subject is, you asked for this, Jackie. Uh-oh. 
So in episode 126, Jackie asked about lifestyle BDSM. So I'll no. answer. I did? Albeit a bit late. Yeah. When I'm not on duty, I am in a full-time BDSM relationship with my wife slash mistress as her slave. It's hard to describe the appeal of the submissive lifestyle to someone who isn't one, but mainly it feels very secure in that I know my mistress will make sure I don't fuck things up too bad. The change of pace from being a platoon sergeant at work to being property definitely changes things. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing in any BDSM relationship is consent, the safety of all parties, and the personal fulfillment of all involved. On a more JoJo note, which characters other than Chocolata and Sekko do y'all think would be into kink? P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny and then have an awkward boner for PT. What's PT? Part-time? <laughs> Physical <Booty> training? <laughs> Physical training? I don't know. Maybe, did we watch anything that would abbreviate to PT? I don't remember why I asked people to write in, but thank you for sharing. I appreciate all of the TMI information. Mm-hmm. No, it's good though. Um, I... I what do I have to say about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why, what we were talking. It was, might have been Chocolata and Seco. Um, Chocolata and Sexo, I think yeah. is how it's pronounced, actually. Ooh, pretty good. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Don't encourage that. That's no, good. I, I like it. Like, I like it. I feel like there was an anime recently where it seemed like there was a that kind of relationship, too. Mm. But I don't remember what it was. But I feel like we saw one recently that kind of felt that way as well. I don't know. Bondage is... It's everywhere. It binds all things. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the key, everybody. Consent. What is it? Hold on. Consent. Consent. What is it? Consent. Safety and personal fulfillment. Personal fulfillment like that? I was. It was like personal for fulfillment all, of all for, involved. For all parties. Everybody's, everybody is personally p- fulfilled. But I can't guarantee that like- of my regular relationships with people. Yeah. That's over promising. <laughs> all bets are off. Like we can do consent and all that and, and fun, but like I don't disagree. know what you're getting out of this. You but you <laughs> should try to make sure everybody's getting something out of it, you know? If you're just being friends and stuff, no. If you're just working with people, no. Your friends should be getting something out of your friendship. That's not my responsibility. No. I don't know. You should like, like, in a, like not everybody does this, but like in a conversation, like when you're having a conversation with someone, like you want to make sure they actually like give a shit about what you're talking about. And you're not, otherwise you could just talk to yourself, you know, like Mark doesn't do that. I know <laughs> <laughs> some people don't do that. How dare you? And sometimes Mark doesn't do that, but <laughs> I often like three quarters of the way through a thought will realize that. And yeah. then I'm like, no, nah, it's too late. Just finish. <laughs> Like I've I've been in conversations before where it's like it's like a group of you know like let's say like four people and there's one person talking about something and like it's clear nobody else cares or maybe maybe one other person kind of cares and then everybody else just is stuck there and they're along for the ride but I think even in conversation you should try to engage everyone in some way and find something you can all I don't know. Or at least like change the subject enough so that everybody gets a little bit of something out of it, you know? Anyway, BDSM is like conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same thing. You are you're locked in while someone's talking because you want to be polite. <laughs> I I don't I have no idea. <laughs> because you, you can't just go shut up and walk away. My kink is politeness. Oh right, there there was a question here about uh who else has kinks. I think didn't we do an episode on people's fetishes? I think so. 
I feel like we did on the JoJo's. We definitely. That was like our only us, meta JoJo episode. Somebody asked. We didn't do a whole episode, but someone asked us like, no, what do you think all the main JoJo's kinks are or whatever? And we came up with those. They did that recently, but I yeah. think that we also did an episode way back when about sex. If we haven't, we should. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm not doing it again if we already did it. I'll say that. I only remember we did dads and dogs. That's all I know. We never did the dads. <laughs> we never did dads. We did dogs. Oh, we got to do dads. We do. Yes, it's my time. <laughs> yeah. JoJo's is dads, dogs, and dildos. I don't know. No. I couldn't think of a D word that's similar to kink. Moving on. Dongs. Dongs? That's true. There's definitely a lot of dongs in there. Mm-hmm. Other than, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're all into it. <laughs> they're all they're, they're all, just all into, into it. it. I don't yeah. know. I, I think, Wilhelmo, you have to catch up to maybe even last week's episode or two weeks ago. We... We talked about it. Someone asked us what each JoJo's kinks were, and we had very obviously well thought out and deep answers. I think there were good answers. They were. I trash. like our answers. Anyway, um, who wants to read? I will. This concerns me. <laughs> Dear JJBP gang, hello again. This is Braden. I've started to notice that every time I've recently written into the podcast, there has been a technical error. Oh, no. <laughs> Really? Is it a curse? Maybe, maybe not. An ego over here. Recently, <laughs> I've started a show called Durara, 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 and I thought you guys might enjoy talking about it. It's a very bizarre show about the lives of different people in a single town. It feels very much like part four, as it really has no main character, just a town full of amazing and bizarre characters. This has, however, made me curious of something. One, do you believe in any myths slash legends slash cryptids? Two, do you have a personal favorite myth slash legend slash cryptid? I personally love Kappas. And here's a very serious question. In an ultimate showdown, which emailer would win? Chad the Wise, H. Homie the Wild Card, Bizarre Buccaneer the Original? Those are the three choices. Damn. <laughs> I, my voice shouldn't have gone up at the end there. Hopefully, this podcast will not be cursed, but third time's the charm, right? Without curses, Brayden. P.S. You, you guys discussed what makes a dinosaur a dinosaur last pod. Personally, if it's a reptile over two feet tall, I consider it a dinosaur. Yeah. That's no. good enough for me. What do you mean personally? I think that's right. This is supposed to be an objective thing. It's scientific. Uh, no. Mm. The cat scientific categories are just shit that's scientists like boxes scientists made up to put a label on things yeah but it's all just labels man but they're based on physical characteristics so you can't be like personally two feet is where i you know what i mean like like two feet is an objective length listen there's like the scientific meaning of a di dinosaur and then there's my own personal i understand now. <laughs> understanding of what right. a dinosaur is my own private dinosaur <laughs> perfect my personal right yeah anyway Let's go backwards. Okay. Number three, I think these people should write in and tell us what oh, they think. Oh, so, so, so Chad, Hentai Homie, and Bizarre Buccaneer each write in and tell us why they think they would beat the other two in a fight. <laughs> I, isn't, well, it just says in an ultimate showdown. I don't know what that means. I don't know. So Hentai Homie is, is like training to be in like the Navy or something, right? Not the something. Navy, but like know. some kind of naval thing. So that's... I think it's the Merchant Marine or something. Well... It's like pure, purely commercial. 
I don't know. I, what actually, does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm you think- sell water. <laughs> Chad lives in Hawaii. <laughs> that's that's Chad's. Uh, that's identi- surrounded by water. Chad is like super Hawaii. That's Chad's identifying characteristic. And then we have <laughs> Bizarre Buccaneer. What's Bizarre Buccaneer's? He's a buccaneer. <laughs> Bizarre Buccaneer is the first writer and I think a college student, but I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't think we've ever talked about what they go to school for. All right. I don't know. I still think that the Merkin, the Mercantile Merchant Navy, whatever it is. Did you say Merkin? <laughs> mercantile is what I started to say. But I guess I did just say Merkin. I think it's going to look like Hentai Homie is winning, but actually Chad is. It has some some long game plan, and Chad actually ends up the winner at the very last minute. Just a tsunami, <laughs> just overtakes everything. Yeah. Um, you guys don't have to write in, by the way, because I don't want to put I, pressure on anyone. I want to hear it though. Well, if you want, if you want, you don't have to. You can write in and say why you would or why you wouldn't if it, win. If it were me, though, like I would just write in and say, guys, I would definitely lose and here's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell everyone your Achilles heel. Yeah. Uh, do you have a personal favorite myth slash legend slash cryptid? Um, and they personally love Kappas. What is Kappas? Kappa is a, it's kind of what Bowser is based on. It's like this sea turtle, not sea turtle. Oh. It's like this. Like Koopas. I don't know if it's a yokai. Yeah. But it's some kind of turtley thing ancient japanese folklore Mm, i like a lot of things but do you i don't believe in anything i used to believe in vampires i used to think vampires were real Um, wow mm, i convinced my little sister when we were kids that gargoyles were real like the 90s cartoon you also convinced her that pokemon were real in japan i also convinced her that pokemon were real in japan actually very similar to to this uh show i was like you were a confidence woman i was like "Ooh, japan (laughs) i was like they have shit that we don't which is exactly what what they tried what the con is this is the this is the uh at summer camp i have a girlfriend effect yeah i was like no i have this i have this friend at school she's japanese and she has pokemon she brings them from japan when she visits her family and my sister totally like my, at first my sister didn't believe it she was like this is gonna be like the gargoyles thing where you may where you convinced me that gargoyles were real she was like aware she was like no 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 I'm she had too, the chance i'm too old for this shit i remember you convinced me that gargoyles were, were real i will never fall for something like that again you can't convince me that cartoons are real and I was like, no, it's like, I was like, they don't look like the fucking cartoons. They're not cartoons. They're real. They look like animals. But they're Pokemon. The Pokemon are real, but they're only in Japan right now. Um, they have to be imported. And she didn't believe me, but I don't remember what I did to convince her. Oh, I think I, I like fabricated like an email from my, uh, oh my, God. my Japanese American friend at school. You really want the extra just, you really are like the people <laughs> I, in this anime. I fabricated an email. I was like, look, see, she emailed. I like, oh, and then she was like, email her back. And I was like, all right, I'll email her back. Um, so that was one thing I did. And then I it popped up on your own computer. I don't remember what else. I mean, she, she also didn't really understand how email works because like it was, kind of clearly like fake like the e- like it wasn't a sent email that came from anybody you just you like know? typed a draft i typed in a draft yeah i typed in a draft that made it look like it was coming from somebody else kind of was your sister like two years old at the time <laughs> no uh, i must have so i was probably like 10 and she was like eight or yeah. i was like no i was like 11 or 12 okay i was like 11 or 12 and she was like uh nine or or 10 no okay 
It's, yeah. We don't need a precise answer. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I, I just... I, I you before did, the age I of did 15. A bunch, I did a bunch of shit and she believed me. But the gargoyles thing, it was like, we were like... I don't know, like five and six or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's a little bit easier. You don't have to fake any correspondence. Yeah. Uh, also, I just happened to open like what a kappa or kappa really is, and the end of the intro paragraph from Wikipedia is like this: They are often accused of assaulting humans in water and removing a mythical organ called the shiriko dama from their victim's anus. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that last word either. Also, in true Wikipedia fashion, anus is blue and links to an article I'm guessing about the anus. Yeah. Okay. The human butthole. You know, if you want to go down that click hole. I don't want to go down any holes. (laughs) Not around anuses. Miles Wood. I want to. I'm going to give a shout to the Jersey Devil to answer the question you're about to ask. What do you know about the Jersey Devil? Yeah, tell Not tell that much. Tell the listeners because the listeners don't know. The listeners aren't from Jersey; they don't know. Neither do we. Though. The Jersey Devil is supposedly this creature that lives in the Pine Barrens, which is like a forested area of southern New Jersey. Um, and I think it's said to have like hooves and wings and like a devil tail feet and a devil tail. Yeah. Um, but I I I don't believe in it. I just think it's fun to that we have a local devil yeah which is and is that what our hockey team is named after i believe so yeah yeah but the mascot does not look like the thank fucking god it doesn't <laughs> a it just flying looks like horse? a classic red satan man yeah you know yeah. your classic red satan yeah <laughs> um for me i think my favorite uh there's so many yeah there's so myths many and cryptids that there's i like a lot that i like I just like Satan himself. (laughs) (laughs) I I like uh, I like the painting of Baphomet where he's doing the two hand symbols. And then if you do if you do that ever, if you're like a public figure and you do those hand symbols, then everyone thinks you're evil and you'll have like conspiracy theory boards dedicated to you. If you're even close to doing those hand symbols, what's that? I'll just put this in the newsletter so I have an excuse to look this up. I was in a I was in a Twitch chat once talking with someone. And somehow a celebrity came up and they were like, nah, they're part of the Illuminati. There's a photo of them. They're doing the hand of Baphomet. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? But it, I, then I realized it was like two in the morning. I should not have been talking to anybody. That's who, that's who comes out at that point in the night. Uh, do you believe in any? We don't believe in any, right? Mm, I guess not. No, but they're fun to think about. There's none yeah. that I can I think like- of that is like close to being real. I don't know. I, I like a little bit believe in ghosts. Ah. Why? Any reason yeah. why? Was there any inciting incident that made you think about? No, it's just like it gives me the heebie-jeebies enough to feel real. Interesting. Mm. See, I you simultaneously know, like know it's bullshit, like, and yet I'm terrified wow. of like when I'm in a dark room and you can't see everything. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that feeling? Like, just being dark because it could be like it could be anything. You know, there could be something, someone there. Could be just a serial it's instinctual. killer, or a creepy person, or a tiger. It's just your body knowing <laughs> that, like, you're not totally in control and aware of the situation that you should leave. It's just survival shit. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe in anything like that right now because we're always just at home. Mm-hmm. Like we don't encounter anything like different or strange. Like I feel well, like when you were a kid and everything was kind of new, it was easier to believe in that stuff. But now, especially because we're locked down and we're adults. We don't see or experience anything new, so it's easy to push those fears away. 
Well, Miles, it's easy for you to say, but we just moved into this house and there are definitely times and moments when I'm like, is that, is that like that? But does it have good noises? Uh, yeah, the noises aren't bad. I mean, mostly my fears are like, oh, we might have to pay for a thing. We might have to repair (laughs) a thing that's bad. I'm not usually scared of like ghosts, but there's a lot of, you know, there's doors and windows and I'm just like, what if a murderer gets in here and murders us? Mm. But yeah, I don't know. When you get older, you're like, you know, your child brain that had never had the uh, experience of being scared of the basement and then spending a ton of time where nothing came out of the basement you know so eventually your brain's like it's not gonna happen it's fine i uh as a kid for some reason one of the posts on my bed was like kind of like ridged but like really far ridged and certain times like the light from the window would cast a shadow of a hand on the wall next to where oh i slept my god so that was like a little bit unnerving sometimes. I, I think I was a skittish kid too. By the way, I like I liked to think about the fact that you're being skittish kind of makes up for it. But I do like that last episode you were like, I don't like sleepovers. I like to sleep in my own bed. And then you just described <laughs> your bed as like a horror bed. Let me guess. You didn't tell your parents about this at all. No, I never did. Right? When you're a kid, you're just like, nothing is changeable. Everything's <laughs> awful. I can't tell my parents. That's normal, right? That I didn't tell my parents. Yeah, I used to sleep with the lights on and I would sleep with my eyes open for a while. Not like, not sleep with them open, but I would lay in bed with them open, just looking at a point in my room until I'd fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Eventually I was like, okay, let's willingly close our eyes and go to bed. Also in, in my bedroom as a kid, I had a one of those paintings of Jesus where the eyes would follow you around. And I found, I also found that terrifying. You mean just like, Jesus is staring straight ahead so it follows you. You don't mean like a haunted house movie, the <laughs> eyes move. No, 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 no. It's just staring straight ahead so it follows you. Do you think, uh, would a Catholic family do that? Would they install a like scarier than usual painting of Jesus? <laughs> Jesus is already scary. He has his fucking open heart like out. Like, <laughs> but he's the, so the, his chill. His organ, like but the he's so heart calm. organ is out with thorns, like bloody thorns and shit. And he has blood. It's, he's like a fucking zombie photo, but he's like really chill. Yeah, but he's right. just pointing at it. He's like, look. He's very like. It's glowing. It's okay, my children. I this am is, here. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like he didn't even know. I think Jesus is my favorite myth. Is that uh, oh, okay to wow, say? Wow, edgy, Pretty militant edgy. atheist Jackie. <laughs> I can't believe it. I think bible stories are cool i mean i grew up catholic i think the story i think they're good some of the stories are good i think there's some good stories there whether or not okay, whether they're true or not if you believe um i think they all suck ass i do not no. believe but i still i think the stories are cool i just like being a contrarian to the idea that there's some good stuff in there and i'm like no old testament all the way baby and i break out my jewish like foam sports finger that I'm waving that just has the uh, the Tanakh listed out. Anyway. Uh, I think vampires are... I just couldn't wait to answer. drop the Tanakh in this podcast. Yeah. Next, don't worry. Been waiting. Every, every episode from now on, I'm going to be naming a different book from the Tanakh. And then Miles has to add it to the Patreon That's uh, right, reference Miles. list. <laughs> I like how there's books in there called like Solomon 2. You're like, thank God. I love the first book of Solomon so much. I'm glad they made a sequel. <laughs> electric boogaloo yeah exactly um who wants to read the last email it's jackie that's who all right send your hate mail to whatever jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com anyway this email is from orange juice uh the subject line is no subject 
Hey guys, uh, first of all, I gotta say that I appreciated the Torcha motherfucker Wu-Tang reference in the last episode. Second, I have to recommend Angel Beats as an animated checkout. I think you guys should check it out because the first few episodes are great, are a great reference for what to expect. I have two questions. One, could Scooby-Doo be the collective stan of the whole gang brought on by drugs? And two... Collective Stan? Uh, oh, stand maybe? Okay. Uh, and two, what are your favorite Miyazaki works? Mine is Castle of Cali- Cal... Yostro. Calgi... Calgli... <laughs> I can't... Do- I'm not going to help you. Cagliostro. I want the next hour to just... Cagliostro. Patreon exclusive is five minutes of Jackie trying to say Cagliostro. <laughs> I think... It, it, Miles, help me with the Italian pronunciation here. Like... Would Italians technically pronounce it as like Cagliostro or something? Because it's G-O? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew that would be the answer no matter what. <laughs> All right. I think we've answered yeah. our favorite Miyazaki before. We haven't seen Castle of Cagliostro, but... My- I've seen it. You have? Oh, yeah. Is it your favorite? No. Okay. We also haven't seen Howl's Moving Castle. We haven't seen My Neighbor Totoro. We have not. We have not seen... All the big ones. Fucking... Is Ponyo him? I think so. Yeah, we didn't see that shit. We've only... You know, I've never seen Totoro. Can we watch it? Never should watch My Neighbor Totoro. We'll add it. We'll make sure we see it at some point. My Neighbor Totino's Pizza Rolls. My favorite so far is still Kiki's Delivery Service. That's a good one. It's so good. It's so cute. I could watch that movie over and over and over. It's so good. I did like Kiki a lot. I liked Porco Rosso a lot. Yeah, I'm a Porco boy. Yeah. <laughs> I like Nausicaa a I lot. feel like you need one other besides Porco, though, because Porco, like I said, feels like a later version of mm-hmm. like the youthfulness. It feels like an older version of a character that we would have met earlier. So, mm. yeah, I think that Kiki or Nausicaa... I like Nausicaa a lot. Or Laputa, maybe, had we seen that earlier on. Laputa was the castle in the sky? Well, <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't okay. know why I said it like that. Just yes. making sure, Mark. Laputa, I liked when they got to the castle in the sky. Yeah. That, I think, is what I liked about it the most. Anyway. Was that all the questions? Oh, uh, uh, there was also a could recommendation. Could Scooby-Doo be the collective oh. stand of the whole gang? Uh, first of all, I don't think we've had a collective stand in JoJo's. Yeah, I'm not caught ask. up on part eight, and I don't remember part six, so maybe, but I don't think that's a thing. Uh, second of all, is it a stand if it's brought on by drugs? Orange mm. juice? I don't know if that's how it so. is. You're just Unless, asking if, if the gang hallucinated a dog. Well, maybe, hold on. Maybe you could turn the arrow, those arrows into a drug. What if that's the drug? The drug, you just like inject yourself with the arrow. Mm. I mean, people do that, but it's... Not with stand arrows, Mark. No, they do. With stand arrows? People stab themselves with the arrow. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, Mark. We're talking about real life here. There is this... Okay, yeah, oh. fine. People have probably stabbed themselves with arrows. Okay. You know? All right. One of those Roman emperors fell on his sword. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could fall on an arrow, you know? Okay. So the answer to this question is no. Miles, unless you disagree. Uh, I'm also going to say no. Okay. A, a dog is a pretty de- benign hallucination as hallucinations go. It's, talk- it's a talking dog, though. It kind of talks. It says rut row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not really. <laughs> he talks. 
He talks. He's very expressive. What was the little Scrappy? Scrappy Doo. Was Scrappy his cousin or something? Who was yes. Scrappy? Yes, that was his cousin. It was his cousin. Wowie wow. <laughs> anyway. Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo. What a <laughs> tangent we went on. Who who gives a shit? Damn, Miles. This person took the time to ask us about Scooby Doe, and you're gonna you're gonna say that. All right. This week, as we said earlier, we watched The Great Pretender on Netflix. It's not like we said at the beginning we watched The Great Pretender and then now we're like, hey, we watched Lupin the Third. Yeah, The Great Pretender is, um, it says it's a Netflix original or something, but I don't know why, because it's not. I was wondering about that. It's not? Maybe just the company is Netflix Originals or something. Like, that's the licensing company? Why isn't it a Netflix... So they just slap Netflix Original on everything? I don't know. No, I think Netflix Original just means that Netflix, like, paid for this thing to come out. You know, like, they paid the the smaller suit. Because it's like, Netflix is not doesn't have like all of their like they don't have their own film company they're just the distributor and so if they're distributing it it's coming out originally on netflix yeah i guess so but it it, before it got to uh netflix it came out on fuji tv plus oh it did so yeah so it's possible maybe they just give them some money and then like no matter what it's probably like a netflix original for distribution in the u.s you know or distribution in some, English. Some technicality, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see anything that indicates they actually made it. This is so boring. Um, no, but they don't make any of their... All the Netflix originals are made by a different... Like, made by like a studio or something. Well, yeah, but sometimes they do have like their name listed as producer, I think. Maybe I'm mm. wrong. Anyway. I like that the last couple of wrecks have been Netflix anime. Netflix has a lot of anime. Yeah. You know why? Because they just pay people to put their name on it. <laughs> Other people are producing I think that's... Uh, it's much easier to use than Crunchyroll, so I appreciate it. That is certainly true. Even though Netflix has the uh, unique identifier of just being a panic attack minefield menu where you just have to jump around until something doesn't try to start playing. Uh, I you can turn that it. off. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Is that new? What? You have, you have to do it. It's fairly new, but you have to do it from your like computer. Of course. They made it in, you know intentionally difficult, but we'll, we'll get on that. I, I don't I don't like that shit. It's fucking nerve wracking. Anyway, I'll send you a thing, please. Uh, so yes, this is a 2020 brand new anime. It came out July 8th in Japan and just came out worldwide on Netflix on August 20th. So very recently. So not too many of you. This is have like seen a rare it. time where we're we're current. Yeah. yeah, it's all thanks to our Patreon supporters, like you. No, not you. You hmm. didn't pay. Anyway, um, this is an original work. It's not based on a manga or anything. Oh, really? Correct. Yeah. And this is by Wit Studio, W-I-T Studio, uh, which split off from Production IG. Um, and Instagram. Yeah, Production IG. Production IG did things like, uh, they did a lot of things. But anyway, sorry. Wit Studio is pretty new, but they did Attack on Titan. That would be their other big work. Um, interestingly, the main writer credited for this show wrote something called like Confidence Man, um, JP, like a Japanese live action movie or show about a con man. Mm -hmm. And also they wrote the screenplay for the live action Parasite movie. Okay. Weird coincidence. Um, so yeah, this is 
a show about a sort of budding uh, con man, or as they call it, confidence man, mm. a swindler, a scam artist, uh, wheeling and dealing guy from Japan who gets sort of scammed into or brought into this Los Angeles uh, or international group. I don't know what you call it. It's a duo, basically, of these mm-hmm. two people that have kind of been around the world, uh, you know, scamming people on a much larger scale than our Japanese protagonist ever did in his mm-hmm. home country. Um, so we kind of start out seeing what he does day to day and what his history is like. And then we see him getting swept into these bigger projects in America. Um, the character designs, by the way, I thought this was interesting, are by uh, the same guy who designed all the characters for Evangelion and FLCL. Mm. That makes sense to me. I feel like some of the characters' smiles made me think of FLCL. Mm-hmm. Specifically, what's her name? Haruho? Haru, Haruka? Who? I forget her name. The pink hair girl from FLCL. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, Haruhara Haruko. Yeah. She has that same sort of like toothless kind of grin that uh, the French con man in this show does as well. Or my son, because he has no teeth. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't mean toothless like when you smile, your mouth is just a bunch of gums. And, and tongue. When is he going to get his teeth? Supposedly soon. Soon. Oh, boy. So do you think you're just going to see a lot of crying and be like, is he getting teeth? He's drooling a lot. It's gross. Does that mean anything? That supposedly means that his teeth will come in one day. <laughs> Have you guys started a pool on which tooth comes first? I don't know if there's like a method no, to it. No, should we do that? Yeah. <laughs> like... Ten dollars on bike. I don't know what teeth names like are. Like R11. And it's just <laughs> like the upper middle right side tooth. I don't know. We gotta call the tooth fairy. Yeah, I'll start a pool. Great. If yeah, by the way, first look up medically how that works. If there's like no chance that the front come in first, then I don't want to bet on that. That would not be fair okay. to me. Or <laughs> unless it's like, hey Mark, you get ten times the odds mm-hmm. if you bet on teeth that typically do not happen. Um, yeah, I'll make odds. I'll set up a pool. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, we could do do wisdom teeth protrude. Oh, no, that takes years. Anyway. Uh, You'd get great odds. Yeah, so the first story arc of the show are episodes one through five. We watched one through three. It seems like I think this show is sort of, I don't think it jumps into different characters or anything, but it seems like it's sort of different projects or different mm-hmm. groups of people, mm-hmm. at least. Um seems like it yes um yeah so how did what uh what were your guys's initial thoughts on this show when you heard about it uh, when we started watching it any observations about it in general i'm glad they switched to all japanese after like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah because they started out trying to have i forget the main character's name oh edamame Edam, yeah edamura but he gets nicknamed edamame yeah mm-hmm yeah, they they have him and Laurent, I think Laurent, is the Laurent. French guy's name. Laurent. Yeah. Trying to speak English and I found it difficult to understand. Yeah. So I'm glad they switched to all Japanese. It's, but it's cool to like that the show has an international flavor. Yeah. They also speak bad Spanish. <laughs> I thought Laurent's English was actually pretty good. Really good, I'll say. Um, His English and he was did sound kind of French. Better. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is he supposed to be American? But him being French makes more sense because he had an accent. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. The, other, the other guy is English and eh, not so hot um and but not terrible Under- but it's not supposed to understandable. be understandable i think his acting was worse than his english if that made sense like that like he he was i think he was not able to act in english i think was yeah the problem. I, I well i don't know if he even knew everything he was saying yeah. i think a lot of stuff was written it was out like, phonetically maybe maybe he could kind of he did the best accent he could and maybe yeah maybe they wrote out for him like what he should be saying but like it didn't feel like there was acting there so it's like when you just kind of say the words but you're you don't really know what you're saying so it kind of yeah. just sounds like flat when they do this wallet scam and they give the guy his wallet and he's like you should check inside and mm-hmm. you're like whoa I, it was like that you said that right but the enunciation was so weird that i it took me a yeah. while to know what you just said yeah um is it just a budgetary thing that like anime doesn't have a variety of multilingual voice actors like like narcos for example uh it it may also be like a sort of legal or studio kind of thing, you know. Like, I mean, they do have English speakers in Japan. Yeah, but um, it might like be, Narcos it might be is probably to... multi-country production or something. There, mm. there probably isn't that much of a need for English-speaking like voice actors in Japan, right? So maybe that's why. Like, they just maybe there would be more though. Like, maybe they don't have people the that Japanese are people to do their best because they they all take English trained. in school. Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe they think that they can speak it better than they ca- actually can, you know? It might be that. Like, they just, they, they kind of, because they they take it in school, so maybe they, a lot of these producers, maybe the older generation has this attitude of like, I got this. Yeah. Like, we, we got it. Or they, they hear them speaking English the best they could, and everybody else is like, wow, that's amazing. You sound like American because... Perfect. <laughs> because they're, cause nobody really like learns it. Yeah, because like, I would think that there's well. a lot of people over there who do speak English and maybe some yeah. people, people who are who, interested in the voice yeah. industry mm-hmm. would want to go over there. You know, we, we yeah, that's true. know that's people that, that do some American voice acting for Japanese properties here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just sort of a like, let's keep it in the same industry sort of thing. You know, you don't want to take money away from the Japanese voice actor, mm-hmm. you know, by maybe you'd have to pay them less. And I mean, it's not a really, it's not a big part of the show. And I think these anime is made for Japanese audiences, like first and foremost, and they do not care, you know? We don't know. Mm. We don't Uh, know. Maybe they'd appreciate it like a proper, um, you know. I don't think they would care. Actual English speaker for the English roles and vice versa. But yeah, typically it's like if there's an English, specifically English part in an anime, it's like a bit part. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. There are no small parts, as we know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like a joke about a tourist comes in. Doesn't that happen in Azumanga Daio? Yes, where, like the first episode. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny. She's an English teacher. And, she's an uh, English teacher and someone try, tries to ask her a question, an American tourist tries to ask her a question and she's like, uh, uh how are you? <laughs> like, it's something, or the, he speaks German like, or something and she's uh, like, he's not American and she just runs away. It's oh, Something no. like that. Um, That's funny. But yeah, sorry, Narcos is not multi, it's just an American show, but America has a lot of Spanish speakers. Yes. Maybe. Hell yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's American people. Like, I'm always disappointed because you always see a lot of, I mean, I haven't watched Narcos, but like a lot of shows where they have like a Latino character and then they're, they, and then it comes time for them to speak Spanish and they actually can't really speak Spanish or their accent is like really bad. And, and or they're not even like i don't know like they're they're actually just like a regular american white dude pretending to be hispanic um and it's like super disappointing like really you couldn't find somebody yeah <laughs> you I, couldn't find somebody I, I feel like there have to be some historic 
and cultural reasons for why some countries or companies don't do that. Maybe it is a lot of just being like, well, I'm it's saying fine. specifically in the U.S., like, yeah, they like they're they they're really lazy about it. Yeah, I feel like half the time. I don't I don't get it. But it, yeah, I it think Breaking be... Bad. I think Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad definitely had this. Um, I did. Yeah, I thought everyone said. Uh, I thought people thought Breaking Bad was legit. Not. I mean, I didn't not. What no? kind of legit? Not I for Latinos. I didn't. There were there hardly oh, really? were any. And then when you did see them, uh, I mean, like there was like that one big character. What was his name? What was his name? The guy who owned the chicken shop. Yeah, I don't remember. His Spanish was really bad, and he's supposed to be like from yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me this. His Spanish was okay. like cringeworthy bad. Um, yeah, you know what? I remember seeing the first season and a half, and there were some Spanish where I was like, "That is not a good accent." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they'd be bad at it. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, and I, I like it stands out to me. Like I'll see it in like movies and stuff. They'll have like sometimes they'll have like an actor or actress, and they're like just kind of reciting words, and you're like they're they're not acting. Like they're not acting in Spanish. You know, like they're. You could do one. You can do like the language right or <laughs> act right, but not both at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's maybe that's the thing. It's like the good actors that they can find, they can't find someone that's actually bilingual. So. Uh, they're like, well, we could just find somebody off the street who is fluent and we can bring them in, but they won't be great actors, but they'll at least be more convincing, I think, yeah. well, than someone who doesn't actually know what they're saying. Bilingual is tough because that can mean so many different things to different people. And yeah, like if you technically like, understand a language doesn't mean you know what it's like to act in it, you know, or sound like an actual fluent speaker. I guess what I mean, I mean, I mean like trying it all, like, because like acting... Like there's levels to acting, right? But it's like even just like bad acting where like you know what you're saying. If you're just like delivering the lines very flat or like very slowly, like um or whatever, like I can tell like you don't really know what you're saying or yeah. like that's not a proper response or you're not reacting. Your face is yeah. not reacting to what the other person's saying or you're what you're saying, you're not reacting, you know? So it's like, okay, you don't really understand what these words are, or like what's happening. You're not in the scene. Yeah. yeah. Or you're like pronouncing it in a way that's like you know, no one would say it like that. I don't know. It's hard to like explain without like showing an example, but it's like, I don't know. Anyway. Well, yeah. This, I mean, at least it was, it was only a couple of scenes and I don't think that like their audience is really going to care. And I don't think Americans are like offended that they couldn't find like a good English speaking voice actor. So I was, I, I, and they were good I, enough. I was so a little fine. worried like Miles though was because at first I was like, oh, this is cool. And his English is like, yeah, I mean, one of them's giving it the best he can. The other guy, yeah. I'm like, wow, it almost sounds like two different voice actors. Mm. And then after a few minutes, I was like, I'm having trouble understanding this guy. And what the show does mm -hmm. is it throws up a screen where it's like, from now on, everything is translated into Japanese. Yeah. And both characters speak Japanese to each other. But I guess we're supposed to remember mm -hmm. that they're both speaking English. Yeah which is sort of awkwardly highlighted when um, they meet the big Hollywood producer mm -hmm. and, uh, and edamame. And L Laurent is like, oh, isn't his English good? Right after he bows with his hands to his side and uh. says like, yoroshikonegeshimasu or something. Yeah. And he's like, isn't his English good? <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? My brain. He's just like, pleased to meet you. <laughs> yeah. You don't really do that in America. <laughs> Um, well, you say pleased to meet you, but you like you do don't a handshake. You put your hands to your side. You do a handshake or something. No, we don't yeah. do that. Maybe not post COVID. Maybe everyone will bow now. Oh. Well, I'm going to start bowing at people who are not Asian because I, I don't want to be the first person to start doing it and just have people think that I'm being racist, devoid of context. Mm. Got it. We should probably talk more about the plot. Uh, so 
it starts out with... Uh, we see a, gu- a guy dang- dangling upside down from the Hollywood sign. Uh, yeah, I was and he's like, that. ah, and I'm like, what is happening? But I thought that was a good way to start. <laughs> he's Well, he starts out yelling in English. He's yelling, help me. And I'm listening and I'm oh, like... Oh, I, I could not even understand that. That's the thing is I was like, okay, I think we do have it set in Japanese by default. Mm. So I think he is Japanese. And I had like listened really closely to like, please help me. And was like, okay, this is a Japanese guy doing English. Um... And then it sort of flashes back to, I guess, like, sort of like a, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> and then we see, like, this little old guy um, go, going to this woman's house and saying, like, hey, I'm with the Water Bureau, and, you know, you need to get this thing like the you know you're gonna have to replace this part or whatever it's a it's a it's a law you have to do it and you know it's gonna cost this much or whatever whatever he was saying and she was like no way get the fuck out of here you're a scam he's like no it's the law um and we see that she has a magnet or something stuck yeah. to her fridge that says like beware of water scam people. right yeah. and so then she calls the number on the flyer and and she's like yeah the, they tried to scam me whatever whatever and uh then a younger guy comes over and uh he's like you know talking about yeah there's a lot of these scammers now whatever whatever um but he's like from the water bureau or so we're supposed to think or so she thinks but it's all obviously a scam uh and so he um well not obviously obvious to us um obvious to you maybe um i was like wow thank god our main character works for the water company (laughs) what an exciting uh plot um and then he's like oh and your levels are right within range and she's like what does that mean within range (laughs) it's like you know it's it means it's safe it's within the range that's uh acceptable and she's like oh can it be better like you know my my little daughter comes here sometimes you know whatever not my daughter my granddaughter comes um and he's like well you know i can sell you this uh um this water filter, filter but it's expensive it's pretty expensive um she's like oh it's worth it for our safety whatever whatever and so she buys the water filter um and it's a clever like it's clever how they do this i mean then then we find out that the two guys were working together it's very clever right. how they do that scam because the younger like i don't know he kind of has like an innocent face he just looks like they the way that they drew him too like he looks like an a nice trustworthy kid a nice boy yeah and the other one looks like a fucking scam i don't know he just looks he, like that, that guy the old like character a smarmy man what's his name fudo kudo uh he has like sleazebag collar syndrome <laughs> what is that like he has like big lapels and his collar is open with like a bright like you know yeah. main shirt under his jacket um you just look at him and you're like this guy's a sleaze yeah I think Edamuro also looks sleazy with his vest, though. I think vests are you really for magicians. You do not like vests. I remember when I was and magicians talking about yes, I don't like vests for our wedding, and I was like talking about three piece suits, and you're like, but then you take your jacket off and you look like a, mu- a magician, and I was like, well, fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. you. Now I can't stop thinking that way. <laughs> magicians are the ultimate scammers, by the way. That's a good point. Yeah. No, you can't trust them. No, you can't trust them, Jackie. Well, I'm, you. Mm, you kind of know. Everyone it's, knows it's a it's game. It's a performance and everyone knows, but you don't know how. And that's the trick. You don't know. You're like, mm. how did they do it? Because you know that magic isn't real. You know that they don't have powers. You know it. You know it. It's not a scam because you know it. I think Miles has been fooled. <laughs> Miles found out just now that magicians don't actually have magical powers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've been scammed. David Blaine did not bite that quarter. But yeah, it's a, it's a good scam because I'm going to explain why it's a good scam, even though it's like kind of obvious. But like 
he like you first you have like the the obvious scammer and like then you have like this woman kind of like see like aha i can i know a scammer when i see it and there's like that false sense of security because like aha i i'm someone that can't get scammed right but it means that the so the actual scammers gave her a flyer in advance right they set it up right so there's the setup then there's like kind of a moment where like they take action and they kind of feel like they're smart about something, even though it's like kind of like reverse psychology where they are doing exactly what the scammers want them to do. And then like, so there's that setup, there's like the kind of reverse psychology action. And then there's the um, actual scam that takes place. And by that point, the uh, which is like the, probably the best way to scam where your victim doesn't realize that they're being scammed. Right. Um, and maybe they never will. Yeah, there's a um, name for all these parts in it too, in scamming. I I'm, forget what it's called. I'm making it all up right now, but I'm sure that these are, there's like a fucking science to it. Um, the prestige? No, there's like a name, like, because I know you do it like in pool, you can hustle by, um, like you're playing against someone. Uh, like, I see. Like instead of scamming someone, you're playing against someone yeah. who makes you look bad or whatever, or right bets against you or you just like have someone you, you work partners with way. to yeah. screw over a, a third person who's a stranger um and so that's kind of what they do yeah it's like you just use human psychology that that, yeah. that relies on trust um to make them think like okay well i've gotten rid of the bad element here's the good guy and then really you're all in on it which by the way this whole thing to me doesn't quite make sense based on what we learn later mm-hmm. in like episode two or three um I guess I'll just talk about it. Yeah, we can it talk about it. It's just eventually revealed that all of these things are... It was all a setup. Every, everyone was involved. That that doesn't mean that like this guy, that th- these two weren't really friends, but everyone was kind of on the payroll to get this kid to be convinced to go to Los Angeles with the French scam guy. But then, so it's like the scenes we see of the lady with the mole looking at her fridge and like taking the paper off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like that didn't happen, right? Are we just seeing what like the main kid imagines? Well, no, she did. She did call the 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 kid to come over, you know. But she's like, yeah, but she looked like hmm or whatever, didn't she? And I mean, I don't know. Maybe why they, would they go through? Like, why would he go there as an like? Okay, why they, did Kudo even go there? Is my question. Because she called him. But like, why? If they're all in, aren't they all in on it? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, oh, the first guy, right? The first guy came. Yeah. I think I, it might be that he was watching. It might be that um, Edemudo was watching, you know? Mm, I guess, or yeah. Or like... It is a lot to believe. I mean... Because like... Yeah, I don't know. One thing Lorient said was that they were like assessing multiple scammers in Japan. And this was like what convinced him that Edemuro was worthy of like being the scammer he takes to America. It's possible that she was actually kind of scammed. So it's possible that she thought that the first scammer was the scammer that she was supposed to assess and didn't realize that there was a second scammer. It's possible, right? Hmm. It's possible. It's possible that she didn't realize she was a, that there were two guys. You know? Yeah, we later learned that she also was a scam artist in her past. She was a confidence, a con woman. She would, but she would use her like sexual sex appeal to yeah whatever. And then they decide using the camera, they highlight the fact that she is now out of shape uh, and has a big mole on her face. To she probably always had, maybe that mole was sexy at one point, and now it's I mean, just maybe. like she's she's an older lady. It's harder to uh, it's harder to still be that 
uh, seductress person, you know. Oh, accomplices are known as shills when you use an accomplice. So mm. the old guy being like, I'm the sleazy water yeah. filter guy. By the way, this first con about water filtration and stuff, I think was a poor choice because it's very boring. I think it's a great choice. When watching it, I was just like, well, what the fuck is this about water companies and stuff? Like it was not interesting it's to a, me. It would have been better like very, at a pool hall or something. It's a something. very believable, I don't know. I think it's like, it's the kind of thing like where people are being scammed every day and they might not have any idea that that's what's happening. I guess that is like a common scam, right? Is like home, you know, co- contractors or inspectors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being like, oh, look, something oh, your, in your car is uh, loose as they rip it out of your car or whatever. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, you're going to need this. Yeah. And in, in the Japanese, you can hear them saying confidence man, which I didn't realize. But yeah, that is what con man stands for. Really? Yeah. And the idea is that, yeah, you're using someone's confidence mm. um, and your intended victim, they call the mark. Mm-hmm. You know, like that person is is our mark. Like you. No, my name is Mark with a C. I'm different. Oh, sorry. And there's the long con and the sh- and the short con. The short con is just like um, fast, and it's it's what they do. I guess it's like what we see here in the beginning. Yeah, we see short cons with the the fake water thing, and then we see another short con where the this French blonde guy is sitting next to them. And how does this this scam happen? The wallet scam? Yeah, I get the feeling that it's something where they uh, they find like a dropped wallet near this guy. They they try to I th- yeah. So what I think what they were trying to do because they see this tourist, they one of them the young um, innocent looking one um, Edimuto acts as though he finds a wallet and he's like, oh hey, I found this wallet. Is it yours? Look inside. Um, and it's like a magic trick where it's like, look inside and like, you know, um, but anyway, so he finds this wallet. I think the tourist is supposed to be like, oh, that's not mine. And then I don't know. I'm thinking like something happens where it gives them enough time to steal his wallet or they or he does actually lose his wallet. And you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's some it's a similar kind of setup where the tourist is supposed to trust this nice boy who was uh going to return a wallet so now this person is a trustworthy person because you just saw them trying to return a wallet i but then they actually he'll actually scam him some other way i think it's actually supposed to have the victim get greedy and they try to take advantage of the situation oh you think and they say like the yeah the, the trick is to let the the mark hold the uh the wallet because once humans hold something they psychologically really want it Mm. and so i think the idea is that you're like oh whose wallet could this be whose wallet could this be and your shill is like oh it's my wallet Mm -hmm. and then they go to like pay you a reward they talk about rewards and then the mark is like oh fuck it i'll say it's my wallet and so the the mark gives them money in exchange for the wallet that they saw earlier that has like thousands of dollars in it but it turns Uh, out they're getting a substitute wallet that just has a bunch of newspaper in it i see so you think okay I think this this feels familiar too. I feel like I've seen this. I see somewhere. But this is another situation where the Mark is really the con man. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's Lorient who whose wallet who's who they're trying to con, but he cons them. I don't really understand how that works because it seems like he has a wallet that matches exactly the wallet that they have. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking this up because um, well, there are two wallets. I think there are two wallets. Yeah, there are. Yeah. But Miles is saying, how would you 
how would you do it that you have like the exact same um, wallet as like the mark, you know, as the person you're looking at? Um, okay, here we go. There's. Maybe I don't understand the scam. So what, I'll, I'll tell you what happened without the, without the scam, like, or, or with, cause we're trying to talk about what we think should have happened, but what actually happened, I'll tell you that what actually happened was, um, Edemudo picks up a wallet, asks the tourist who he thinks is a tourist, asks him if it's his wallet. Um, and then this other guy comes around and says, oh no, that's my wallet. And then they kind of get into an argument in Japanese. And then the, and then the tourist guy is like, no, wait, that is my wallet. Uh, and so there, there are two wallets because, um, Edamuro gives one wallet to the, to the tourist guy who they think is a tourist. It's actually a scammer as well, but they give it to him and he, and, and they put the other wallet in their back pocket or they have the other wallet in their back pocket. Cause you see it later. Um, but then the, uh, Laurent, the scammer, um, gives him a hug and like gives them gives them some money gives them a hug and and leaves i think when he gives that hug i think he switches the wallets yeah um, when he's leaving he waves and we see um edamura check his wallet to be like oh yeah i still have yeah the money but later finds out that he was given the trick wallet yeah yeah so okay the the, fa- the dropped and found wallet scam is a thing that's very common when you're mm-hmm. touring somewhere um it's you notice a wallet full of money mm-hmm. um, and then someone walking by picks it up and asks the mark like, hey, do you want to split the money with me? Mm. I don't know why they would ask to split. Mm. Um, and then a second person like, or like probably ask them like, is this yours? Oh, no, it's not yours. And then they, they, they uh, try yeah, to, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. A, well, why don't we split another it? Another person comes in and is like, hey, that's my wallet. I lost it. And then they count the money and they you accuse the mark of theft um, mm. and then they just take all your money, I guess, as restitution or, um, another one is something here where a fake police officer comes up and is like, Hey, well, if you didn't take the money, like give me your wallet so we can inspect it and make sure mm. you don't have the missing money in your wallet. And then, and then you use then pure they, pressure they have their they wallet can, and I guess yeah. you just run. I don't know. <laughs> but mm. yeah, this is some more complicated version where they try to get, they try to get this guy to give them a cash reward for a wallet. Listeners, we could not figure this yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know what they were. If actually you want to scam do. us, just bring a bunch of wallets and just throw them on the ground, and we'll probably <laughs> fuck up and give you money. I don't know why they ended up arguing in Japanese, though. Like, I don't know what that adds to the to the thing. But anyway, they were trying to do something. They ended up getting got because uh, the switcheroo that they expected to happen actually got switcherooed back on them. Right, yeah, when they were in their apartment later and the old guy and the young main character, Edamura, uh, it, it turns out they used to work together. Um, Edamura was, uh, it was like one of his first jobs. We see that his mother was like terminally ill. His father was absent. Um, his father, it turns out also, we don't really know yet, but he went to jail, I think, for some kind of similar fraud or scam something like his dad might be a con man yeah and so he gets what he thinks it's genetic it's ge- um i don't know if that's true then he gets a job that he thinks is just sales and but he uses kind of um cheaty ways to get people to buy this stupid product of this mankai tea he has like a stand and he has a bunch of not a just for our jojo listeners he doesn't have like a floating like punch ghost it's like a it's a kiosk he has a little kiosk a little booth 
and he's selling some tea that will, you know, do everything snake oil does. It's but he promises that it'll cure cancer and yeah. stuff. Like this is some shit. It's some essential oils. I'm over here like these these guys are such scumbags. Why am I supposed to root for them? And he gives a price and then we see that um the other guy, his the the old man that he works with is like that's expensive. Why don't we lower the price? And they lower the price again and then he's like, "Okay, fine. Well, he, I'll sell he, it at this low price." He basically haggles with him to a lower price and then he's like, "Okay, everybody, I'm selling it at this lower price now." And everybody's and now like, "Oh, yeah, great. it's a great deal." It's the same thing an infomercial does when it's like, "How much would you pay for this?" Yeah. It's, like it's not $50. It's not $40. It's not 30. And then they go all the way down and then you somehow think, you know, $10 for a fucking piece of paper is like an mm-hmm. amazing deal um psychologically and then it turns out like wouldn't you know it uh this company he worked at uh is not legit there's no it's a fraud fda company that's like oh yeah the government says this is okay which they claim um and so a bunch of detectives or the police bust it and uh they all go to jail they all go to jail and so the kid is really upset because he's just like I didn't want to go down this road. And he's also like, I didn't know that this was a fucking fraud scam thing. I didn't know there was anything wrong. He was like, but he, he is naive. scamming people. He was naive. He's using very nasty sales techniques. He didn't realize. I, I think he's kind of stupid. I think he's oh. kind of stupid. And that's, and he didn't realize that it was, it's actually no. a scam. He's very clever. He's the great pretender. He's a scam. Oh, so you think he was lying. He wanted to, to believe. I think he, well, you I think th- he was lying to the police there and he knew that he was a, I don't think he, I don't think he knew it was a, it was based on fraud, but I think he knows that he was, mm-hmm being a bit of a hustler but i don't think well, he, knew he was also hustled yes he was like, also hustled that's true being, being a salesman is is legal you know, like he he thought he was just doing sales yes that's but right it's still scummy i'm not saying it's not it's I, of scummy. course the whole thing is scummy but i i think that like what so the question is was he telling the truth or not when he was talking to the I, cops yeah i think you're right i think he was telling the truth Okay. But I just also think so like then he's stupid. him being like, oh, I'm going to jail. It's like, well, you know, don't act like, wow, I was living, I was walking along the straight and narrow and now I'm getting punished and now I'm a criminal like my father. And it's like, yeah, but you're being a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like you're duping people. Even if you're doing well, he, it legally. I, What's up, Miles? He does seem to fall into crime pretty quickly after he gets out of jail yeah well, like, so i don't blame him for I, that. I think he accepts that that's like his lot in life no i think what happened there it's i think the system failed him because he to me seemed like a good if not like naive and gullible kid and then he gets sent to jail and that changes him he, he comes out he can't get a job doing anything else so he is basically like fuck it everyone thinks i'm a criminal anyway even though I was just an idiot and was, you know, and was punished for making a, a mistake. Um, yeah, but he's not like sad about it. Like he finds his old boss and he's like, all right, let's be partners. And he smiles about it. He's not like, I guess I'll do this. You're right. He's not, it's, he's not, it's not that tragic. Well, I think um, he's, he's putting on a happy like, face because he does try to apply to other jobs. You know, he does, he does try a little bit, but it seems like no one's going to hire anyone who has fraud on their record. No, but he seems to take pride in being a scammer. From everything we see of him. Yeah, now he does. Yeah, I think you can t- say fuck it and take take an attitude of, you know, you're like, well, I tried and so I might as well just... But I, I think we can... I think if, if he never took this job and I think he wouldn't... I think he wouldn't have taken the job if he knew from the beginning that it was a fraud and that he was doing something illegal. I don't think he would have taken this job, number one, if he knew that. And then number two... I 
think that if he never took this job and never he wouldn't have gone to jail and if he never went to jail he wouldn't be the scammer that we know today you know yeah so it's it's i don't think he would have naturally fallen it's just like the the events kind of happened in a certain way to make make him a criminal make him a scammer yeah because he'd be doing something know. else I think he would have fallen into, he could have been a into something like he could have been a com- pretty scummy either way. He could have been a completely legitimate like salesman. So Miles does think it's genetics is what I'm getting out of this. No such thing as a legitimate salesman. There's always a... <laughs> it's, it's always a scam when you're selling mm-hmm. something? That's right. <laughs> if they really wanted it, they would just buy it. Anyway, so <laughs> we, we see how, um, how the two guys, Edamura and Kudo... Um, how they know each other and started scamming with each other. Uh, and then that's when they take out their wallet to be like, yeah, what should we buy with the money we got off that dumbass tourist? Uh, and they realize, wait, he somehow switched it on us and we have the wallet full of newspapers. And then the detectives, some like cops come and bang on the doors uh, and the two guys escape. Um, and then Edamura thinks that he has to be on the run. Um, but he eventually, does he track down or he meets like, up again with Laurent? He he meets that uh, foreign guy. Yeah, well, he tries to he tries to escape. Or he jumps in a taxi. He with jumps him. in a taxi, and then it turns out, oh, Laurent is in that taxi. It's all very convenient. Yes. <laughs> um, because it's all a scheme set up by Laurent. It's a setup. Laurent. Laurent. Yeah. Somehow we'll find out later that Laurent paid his his compadre um, Kudo. He paid this old, uh, I think Korean lady. She has a Korean name. Um, I think, and um, that the detectives were also fake detectives. That he paid yeah. all these people to make it. I guess to make it seem in the main kid's mind, Edamura, like like he needed to leave the country. Like, oh, you you know, you have nothing going on here. You're in danger. I'm gonna go back to jail. And then, oh look, there's a taxi here. Get in with me. It's like it's almost like a weird flex that he eventually breaks out to be like, well, guess what? You're only here because I scammed you. And the guy was like. Edamura is like, why don't you just ask me to work with you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that takes too long. <laughs> it, it takes too long to convince people. I just forced you into it. I'm like, really? This feels like you would have had to make a lot of phone calls. You yeah. know? And then to be like, and then, no, you actually do go there and you try to sell her the crappy filter. But she is also a scam artist. So for some reason, I don't know how. Maybe you even know each other. Whatever. Um, whatever. Uh so he gets in this uh, this car and that's where this like really awkward English conversation continues and they eventually switch to Japanese. Um, they get on a plane because at the airport, uh, Edamura bumps into someone to steal their wallet or their bag so they can buy the tickets, I guess, or he's stealing their tickets. He also puts a knife in their and bag. And he puts a knife in there so they can't even get on the same plane. Mm. They can't get on the plane to like, I guess, confront him about stealing money because like in the security check, they find this butcher's knife in the tourist's bag. Well, no. He was trying to solve... He didn't want them to get on the plane because the plane was fully booked. Oh, oh! so you think they would have shown up and been like... They would have gotten well, there yeah, first? Yeah, he wanted to get... He was trying to book that the same flight as Laurent, but the flight was fully booked, so he, was, he needed someone to not get on oh. the plane. Oh. But then how did he buy a ticket if it was fully booked? They were going to put him on a wait list, and he's like, oh, I think someone will cancel. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I must have been looking down writing notes. Writing notes like... Head in the game, baby. Like, uh, boss guy has sleazebag collar, or... Yeah, I was writing notes like gay energy. 
<laughs> the mom wasn't angry or worried. Oh yeah, here's here's a note. We see two scenes with his mother who is is in a hospital bed and probably terminally ill. And she's just really, really nice. Jackie pointed out though at one point when he's like, I'm getting a new job, that she's like, okay, even if it's hard, don't give up. Which is like, uh, I think really yeah. she's, she may have said like some version of gambate or something, which is like, do your best, you know, or like try mm-hmm. really hard. But instead it just sounds like she's being like, she's, if it sucks, shut up. Yeah, because she's like, oh, finally you got a job, you know? yeah. So do your best. <laughs> but what's like, crazy to me is that he goes through, he goes to jail um, and has a suspended sentence or whatever. And he comes out and he visits her and he's like, yeah, but I'm innocent. I didn't even whatever. And she's just like, oh, it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. And I'm like, really? Like she said, like your life is harder because your father's not here. So isn't, I'm so just surprised she wasn't like upset or angry to be like, are you becoming a scammer like your dad? Mm. It was just really strange to me that he went to jail for fraud and she's like, whatever. I've got one foot in Heaven's Gate. She was like, uh, everybody makes mistakes. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe you enable criminals in your family, lady. Um, also, that mom character, the voice actress, plays the nurse in episode two of Stardust Crusaders, who Kakyoin hypnotizes with his snake and she tries to attack Jotaro. And we think that maybe Kakuin put one of his tentacles in her butt, but we can't confirm that scientifically. But he definitely did use he did. Hierophant Green uh, to hypnotize her from the from the anus. What other? I got a lot of good notes. What are my notes here? Uh, I wrote rubbing shifter. Oh right, yeah. In L.A., do you think? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Explain rubbing shifter. <laughs> <laughs> just when they land in LA and Laurent and they're, they're talking to each other and um, Edamura is like, so what are you doing here? You know, where are we going? And he's like, I have this stuff that I just got from Japan. I'm going to Hollywood to show this guy, uh, mm-hmm. this, this fake producer to sell this, this candy mafia guy for millions of dollars. Or yeah. Whatever. I've got candy from Japan. I'm going to sell it to him uh, for, you know, $30,000 or whatever. And then the kid's like, I bet I could sell it for even more. And they have a bet going. But while they're talking, Laurent is rubbing the shifter on the car, like kind of erotically. Um, Gay energy. Maybe, maybe I found it erotic. I thought there were, I thought there was something between them. There's something there. Definitely. Did you? I feel like Abby hints, hints at it later. You think so? Yeah. Cause she says something like, uh, she says something to, um, when she's alone with, um, Laurent. No, when she's alone with Edamuda, she goes to him. She's like, Laurent only thinks with his uh, thinks about conning and thinks with his lower regions or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like In he rep- thinks with his head. He like always tries to scam or use his lower body or something. Right, right, yeah. right. And that, um, but I don't know. It was like just the context of that made me think like, well, which one is which one is Laurent using with Edamuda? You know, like, <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, there's some gay energy coming from Laurent. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I'll, I'll agree. Do you think this uh, Hollywood producer is based on anyone? Uh, probably, if not a specific person, like an accurate enough, just sort of amalgam of multiple Hollywood producers. Who His reputation seems to be that he is just like a guy who does crimes and sells drugs and women. Uh, but he like launders his money by... Um, seems like he also does like sex trafficking or something. Yeah, something. Something mm, yeah. really dark. 
It's, um, it's very dark. And uh, But then he either launders his money or he stays in the business by producing all these B-movies. And I don't mean the Jerry Seinfeld movie. I mean B-grade movies, <laughs> like movies that aren't quite, you know, your best uh, that the industry can offer. And what's an example of a B movie, Mark? Uh, well, it's a bit, it's, it's a little too self-aware, but I guess Sharknado is like the kind of thing. No, that's like D minus. No, that's a B movie. Really? And that's Tara Reid. I, but isn't that lower? I, I would consider that lower than B. Well, there's not really more than one grade. There's movies, B movies, and there's like independent who gives a fuck. All right. And by, I don't mean to disparage the indie audience. But I, <laughs> I just mean like mainstream audiences don't care besides, you know, like a B movie would be like, uh, I don't know, Starship Troopers 2. Like it didn't even come out in theaters or it okay. did for like a day. Bring it on again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I think bring it on again actually was like a legit. Well, so you know, Jackie, it, what has, it, it a, has some what important makes it a cinema. B, what uh, makes it a B movie? Like was Spice World a B movie? No, are you kidding? Okay. Oh, absolutely not. Good. It had uh, the spice. It was capitalizing on the Spice Girls' performances. Yes. It's not about quality it's necessarily. Also quality can be a thing in a B movie, but often it doesn't have real famous people in it. It's like actors that you've never heard of or you only see in shitty movies. What about um uh, uh what like was that? Like The Room might be a B movie if not for the fact that it's so weird and bad that it got famous. It's a cult classic now. Are cult classics usually B movies? Uh, yes, they can. I be. would say so, or like a big flop from an A movie. Like is Showgirls B or A? Showgirls was an A. That was a huge Hollywood movie. Millions of dollars invested in it. It just flopped hardcore. So it's an. It was an A. It was an A. Now it is a cult movie because it was bad, allegedly. What was that movie that we saw? Showgirls. It was like kung fu guy, hip hop kung fu guy with like mad Mikey Mike or whatever. Oh, City Dragon? City Dragon. City Dragon. Oh, Filthy Phil Phillips was produced the, yeah. by Filthy Phil Phillips. City Dragon is. That's a B movie. Or is, or is it it's indie? It's a B movie. Or I is guess, it indie? Well, I, I think maybe the, maybe the line blurs. Maybe it overlaps. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is a debate for a. A different podcast. This is a whole other thing. I'd love to get into it, to be honest. Next April Fools, we're going to watch City Dragon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> City Dragon would be simultaneously pleasurable and painful for me to watch again. Because I've seen it so many fucking times, and it is so bad. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of nostalgia there. I think when we saw it, you could buy it for a dollar on Amazon. It's a really bad movie. but It's, it's, it's bad, but it's, it's everything. It's a Kung Fu movie that starts out trying to only have dialogue in rap form. Uh, it's also a love story. Um, it involves office uh, sexual harassment at one point. Mm. He loves Bruce mm. Lee and uh, yeah, it's really it's very bad. very independent. And every copy has a like five second blank space in like the climactic scene. The movie just seems to end and then it comes back. <laughs> every single pressed copy. I know this because someone told me they were watching it because we just like spread it. And he was so relieved that it just ended prematurely and then it came right back. And I was like, oh, your copy <laughs> does that too. Um, yeah, if you can find City Dragon, uh, it's it's my personal room like the room is obviously like the king of like movies that are just so shitty they're hilarious but this this would be my personal version of that if the room wasn't a thing or monos or whatever else santa claus goes to mars i think 
Anyway, so that's who <laughs> who um, <laughs> Laurent is supposed to be meeting uh, to sell some quote unquote candy to. Miles, you were going to say something way back uh, earlier this month before I went on this uh, tangent. I don't. I don't remember what it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> before I said rubbing shifter, you were. We were talking about him. Oh yeah, flying. I was going to talk about gay energy, which we did already. Okay. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about the opening and closing? Yeah, hey, look who wants to talk about the OP and the you, ED. I thought you didn't give a shit, Miles. Well, we always talk about it. All, All right, right fine. this time I give a shit because the closing song it. is The Great Pretender by Freddie Mercury, which is a cover of like a 50s doo-wop song. Yeah, by the Platters, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, but I only watched it. I didn't wa- I never watched it. I was just like, oh, there. that's, that's Freddie Mercury. The opening is kind of retro. It's like, yeah kind of jazzy it's it's great and i really like the jazz like kind of a retro feel do we feel yeah i don't know it feels a little 70s ish um i think like the the all the colors very sunny and it's set against like what are some very very dark stories yeah potentially and um i do like that like when he finds out that laurent and this other character we'll talk about are like career con people that they like Laurent tries to be like hey we only scam the bad guys and you're like what a hackneyed fucking plot what a boring impossible mm-hmm. thing and then you've like immediately one of them's like yeah that's bullshit i think the main character this whole sh- i mean i've like this i feel like the setup for this show i feel like they're trying to con us into thinking that like con men could be like you could have a show around con men and feel like they're actually good people and not all just like scummy assholes right um but no, I th- I think they're all scummy assholes, and there's I, no well, I think the no show, redeeming the show thing knows about that. them. There's I, no innocence here. I, mean, I don't know that 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 I mean is part it, of the. Let, let me let me finish because right. I, I think that that's that's what he says at one point when he tries to leave in the middle of the night and he's being choked out by Abby, a girl we meet that is Laurent's uh, partner, quote unquote. And he's like he's like yeah, that nonsense about you scamming only evil people. He's like that's bullshit. You're scummy, just like me or like everyone. Um. So the show, I think, knows that. I do not. I feel like, I, I still feel like the show is trying to do the same thing that JoJo's does with like mafia gang members and just be like, no, 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 This is the good counter to the bad in the world. You I know? don't necessarily think so. I think it's more like a Goodfellas kind of thing where it's like, yeah, these people are criminals, but you want to see them win anyway. That's how I'm viewing it. Uh, I think that, that Laurent just feeds him that line of, oh, we only do it to bad people. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's also like it's to make the viewer okay with what's happening too. Uh, maybe I I don't feel that way. Really? Yeah. Do you think that we're ever going to see them like scam like someone who is? Uh, they do it all the time. A good person. <laughs> yeah, all the people they scam before this are, are innocent. No, people. they're not. They were all in on it. No, he bumps into that guy at the restaurant and then you know thinks he's going to make him pay the bill. Yeah, he ends up not. He the bill ends up getting paid by Laurent anyway. The people at the airport that he put a knife in the tote bag of. That's yeah, true. those are innocent people. That wasn't a scam though. Oh, he's still people he swindled. They. I mean, he stole from them and replaced something, or I don't know. He did steal from them. Okay, you're right. He stole from them. Or did he? Did he not steal at all, Miles? Are you just saying that he bumped no, into no, them no. to plant plant a knife? He, so they yeah, couldn't... yeah. He just planted the knife because he he wanted to buy. He he wanted to purchase a ticket, and they put him on the wait list. So he didn't actually steal their ticket. But even but so, he, he stole their time. He stole their time. Well, possibly their whole trip because they might not even be let on the plane. 
if if they find a knife in there, I mean, I don't know what Japanese, you know, travel security is like, but it didn't seem to be a big deal. His wife was like, I can't believe you brought that knife. You're so dumb. Like it was. Like, yeah. Okay. That's interesting then. Uh, so I guess the idea is that Jackie, you're saying that we don't, we don't see them do anything that's like that. actually really mean. Mm-hmm. They do try to scam some innocent people, but it's all, it's always, it turns out to not be a big deal. Exactly. It turns okay. out to not really be that. Yeah. I think you're right then. That's, that is kind of true. But it doesn't excuse like the motivation. Like Edamura does seem willing to fuck over innocent people because again, there's that guy at the restaurant that he tries to this weird scam where from far away it looks like he's telling the waitress, "I'll pay for his tab." When really mm-hmm. he's telling the waitress, "That guy will pay for our tab." Mm-hmm. The um, old lady who they who is secretly not an old lady yeah. at the beginning, mm-hmm. or not a who is secretly a con artist at the beginning. Yeah, so it's like we as viewers find it palatable because we're not seeing anybody get fucked over, but that does mean still that the main character is a scumbag because he is okay with scamming people and he also has this like so, like backstory that's kind of sympathetic too because it's like you're we're supposed to believe that he he this this life that he's leading is kind of his only choice you know because of circumstances uh and because he has a criminal record that's um, a, that's the debate with a lot of people who lead lives of crime though right what do you mean well, you you always ask yourself like, well, didn't you have a choice? But then you're kind of like, well, the other choices were not that great. Or, you know, this is kind of, you know, the environment they were brought up in, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that like, we're they're, they're not truly asking us to sympathize with con artists, I think. They're asking us to sympathize with like these exception, exceptional people who are not who are like actually the heroes who are actually nice guys and who aren't doing anything bad to anyone good. Right. But I'm, I'm saying that I feel like a lot of criminals could have that kind of backstory. If you look close enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe everyone has a story that's sort of like, not everyone, but uh, like a lot of criminals might have a story where it's like, Oh, you know what? They felt like that was their only option. Right. Cause why would you put yourself at risk with some of these, these, criminal uh acts or organizations you know like why would you get into you know drug dealing or whatever if you didn't have to i agree with what you're saying but i think not a lot of people don't see it that way and i think that like the the and this their backstory this his backstory is not that his backstory is like he made a mistake because he wasn't really thinking about what he was doing and how it affected other people and how it could be potentially harmful or a scam, you know? I think at that point you're giving him too much credit because I do feel like the the, the swindling, the way they're selling to people, I, I don't know, as someone who's done sales, I find that so fucking scummy to do that, to have someone falsely bringing down the price or, you know, claiming that it can cure cancer and stuff. I mean, because things like... It is, but I, I think this kid is just naive and doesn't realize that, why that is scummy uh, or that it is. I guess he thinks so. he's just doing his job. It's certainly the show certainly goes lengths to soften it, to soften yeah. it. But I don't think that they're being like, he's an innocent guy. You know, I think you have to, as a viewer acknowledge at some point, like that he's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Oh, miles. I just noticed that you sent, uh, the link about how to turn off autoplay video previews on Netflix. And that is much appreciated. You're welcome. Hopefully this isn't a fake link that I click and it gives you my uh, bank account. Number. The ultimate con. He, hey, did you notice con. this is another anime with, uh, well, I don't know. 
there's a lot of like good looking food in this anime i thought i thought the lobster they were eating at the restaurant was very interesting it was like de-shelled in the middle yeah that was over the top and um, everyone was drinking pour over coffee which is a fancy way to drink coffee yes but it's common is in it? japan it's fancy yeah i it's, think so you pay an extra dollar or two for pour over coffee well, it's more effort. You have to like, cause you can only pour so much water in at a time. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you're not a hundred years old, uh, you know, you can make coffee a variety of ways, right? In America, we have the drip brew, the espresso machines, the French press. If I you're not hundred years old, you don't know what any of those hipsters. are. What's up? I, I think there's some young coffee hipsters in the world. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's kind of us too. We're not a hundred, but anyway, the pour over, which I don't know if it originated in Japan, but it's this thing where you just make one cup of coffee, like with a filter and stuff like on top of a cup. And then you, you kind of walk, you don't have to walk by, but you slowly add hot water on top of it. And you kind of put the water in a spiral so that it goes evenly through all the grounds and stuff. Um, Miles is typing. I think he's adding this to the newsletter. So if you're on the Patreon, you'll uh-huh. see a uh, pour over coffee tutorial. So pour over coffee is not instant coffee. No. No. Okay. Instant coffee is garbage. Yes. But it, yeah, gets, it gets the job done. I drank it for several months when I lived alone in an apartment in Philadelphia. Um, um I, I, I drank it before, uh, in the morning when in a hurry and my 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 mom my dad always made the coffee my mom never made it so she would just if she if my dad wasn't around she would make instant coffee for us in the morning i can't do this she's it's just it's a complicated process to make cuban coffee my mom never really tried <laughs> damn that's okay now we know how easy coffee is if you don't really care about that's the thing it's like in, in my house growing up it was like either you have like cuban coffee or you have fucking instant garbage coffee and there's no in between there's no yeah. like we'll settle for a k-cup no we're not gonna do that fuck that <laughs> um but yeah miles i will say that yes a lot of the the food looked good in this show in general the art was interesting there was this thing like a lot of the larger objects had this kind of texture to it it was like mm-hmm. some kind of tessellation it looked cool i couldn't quite figure out what it was like you would look at they they'd like be showing the ground, you know, like the tile outside the pool or something. And instead of it just being a flat color, it had texture to it. Mm-hmm. But I can't it was think like, of what it reminded me of. It's like recycled material. It almost looked like or something. Yeah. Or it's just like a bunch of stuff kind of jammed together. Hmm. I don't know. I, I can know Google a little bit, but whatever. The show's art style is breathtaking, too, with angular characters cast against backdrops that are at once realistic. This is a Kotaku article. Um, so what we find out is that, yes, the title character gets swindled into helping these other swindlers. Uh, we only at first meet Laurent, but when he goes to this mafia guy's place to sell him some drugs, uh, there's a beautiful lady there that is mm-hmm. working for the mafia guy. The mafia guy says she doesn't speak English or she doesn't speak it very well. Oh, yeah. So I guess maybe she's kind of faking it with him. Yeah, I think she's conning him. We find out that she's in on it because uh, when the, the mafia guy calls her over to try the drugs that mm-hmm. Laurent has brought. And, and the drug is really just a candy, which is wow. Yeah, and Laurent gives her the drug and she freaks out and she does all these backflips and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't realize that she was part of it because I just wrote down at first. I knew she was part of it. I wrote down like edible drugs don't work that fast. And I don't do drugs, but I've heard so many stories of people when they first try edible marijuana that they all take it and they're used to smoking it and it doesn't do anything for like a lot of time. It's little like, I'll just take more. And then in a few hours, they're extremely fucked up. Um, so I know that like for a, some kind of substance to go through your stomach lining and get into your bloodstream, uh, you can't t- chew it for 30 seconds and then be high. So, and yet That's I still didn't know she combo. was in on it. What's that? You know, they're trying to sell this drug as like super fast acting. Right. That's true. It's supposed to be totally sucker magic. It is magic. No, but I knew I knew it was bullshit because he's a con man and like not a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't. I yeah. knew there, obviously I knew there was some con, but I was wondering because it was weird that the show was going into this dark space where he's showing a baggie of white powder, mm-hmm. and then he does give a drug to the girl and she freaks out, and then uh, he just uh, you know the Japanese guy Edamura is just there, not sure why you know he's not sure what he's doing there, what he's what he's part of in this scam. But at some point, Laurent uh, is like, oh, yeah, the doctor here created mm-hmm. the drug and he'll try it. And he just like throws him a bit of the drug and uh, he accidentally swallows it whole. And he's like, yeah, you get really high if you swallow it whole. My God. And then Edamura panics. Yeah. Uh, and because he's probably never done drugs before. He's this cute little innocent he's, he's, kid. He said like drugs is the one thing I never I never yeah. go into, at least in terms of business, whatever. Yeah. And he at one point he jumps and he tackles the security guard at this mafia guy's place and fires the gun in the air. He's like, fuck, I got to get out of here. But the reason why he first escapes is while when he's first freaking out from the drugs, he is being grabbed, I think, or something. He grabs Laurent and he looks at his watch and he notices that this watch was on the Korean lady and on his friend Kudo's hand. So it's like, I don't know, Laurent is is getting everyone in on his scam by giving people watches or something. I don't know if the listeners have a sense for what the fuck (laughs) is going on. Like who is scamming who it's hard to kind of explain. I don't know. Listeners write in. If you have no idea what the fuck is happening, I know what's happening and you don't have a Netflix subscription. So you can't watch two episodes of a show. Cause I think this, this is like explained in two episodes. Um, but yeah, somehow this mafia producer guy buys it and believes it. And is ready to pay an insane amount of money for it. Then they go back to Laurent's hotel. And yeah, it turns out that the girl who was freaking out over trying the drug is Abby. Um, and she is in cahoots, at least, with Laurent. She later says, we're not partners. Everyone's a lone wolf. You know, mm-hmm. it's a dog-eat-dog world uh, to this guy. Um, and she, by the way, she's the voice of young Giorno Giovanna. Oh. Oh. in part five so I, I don't i don't think there's that many scenes with jordan as a little little boy but mm. he's in it for god's sake he's in it laurent is also the voice of leone and terrence darby the video game darby in stardust crusaders so who knew how good uh you know they were at english um oh uh, yeah so what we find out though is uh so the kid Edamura has found out that he's being scammed, you know, uh, by these two people and that he's just, they just needed him because he's Japanese and the drug, the whole swindle is that the drug is from Japan where they have an amazing pharmaceutical industry or whatever. This all like all rests on the, this fake drug. I can't believe that this actually works. Like 
Has the yeah. mafioso guy never taken drugs in his life? Yeah. Like, all People the girls he gives the right drug away. to. Yeah. Because the other girls, they're like, I want to try it. So like, is everyone doing that thing? It that might happens? just become like a peer pressure emperor's new clothes type thing where everyone is like, I mean, just it is. like, oh, wow, I'm so high. <laughs> yeah. Like, and oh, man. Ultimately, that's where episode three ends is, uh, you know, we see that uh, they're ready to close the deal and, and you know, make the cash trade off in a remote location. Um, but the, uh, the mafioso guy is like, uh, just to make sure everything's good, I'm going to have you make the drug here in a lab. And the kid is freaking out, realizing mm-hmm. that he has to stay with them and prove that he can actually make this drug that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the kid, uh, realized that he was going to swindle the guy for even more money because he already has his buy-in as being the doctor. So he goes there independently. He watches one of the mafioso guys' B movie. So that he can be like, oh, I love that movie so much and name specific things about it. I have a bunch of feelings on that movie. Um, but yeah, it turns out that it seems like everyone's going to get a ton of money and he somehow got him to agree to double the price. Uh, but we, the three of us who watched it, are on a cliffhanger situation now where we don't know if he'll actually... I mean, he can't pull it off. We don't know what's going to happen. He mm-hmm. can't make what That's is true. essentially Japanese candy that makes you high. And we um, also find out that the, the FBI is now after him. So it's quite a pickle. Yes, because the, the cop that was surveying him, surveying the mafia guy, is on the payroll. And he's just making his team waste their time because he's not actually trying to capture him. Um, so there. So there. I kind of think, by the way, I think that the mafioso guy we're going to find out has known the whole time that this is not a real drug. You think? Okay. Yes. Interesting. I think I think he's going to be like, of course I know this is not a drug. And I just brought you here because, I don't know, is he going to enlist them or something? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but there's just no way that he would still believe that they actually have real drugs, a completely experimental one that no one's ever heard of, and still waste all his, and still be like, I'm ready to buy, but I'm going to have to watch you make a drug, which... Mm-hmm. If it were me, I'd be like, no, this thing takes days to finish. Like, it has to be in a lab and blah, 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 sit around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should go into the fake drug game. But the thing about, okay, so that's pretty much where we're at. I just want to say that the movie producer um, makes movies called, like, Rising Razzie. And there's mm-hmm. this, like, continuous character. And they're, like, samurai movies or something. It's, like, fake samurai. Like, the character looks like Steven Seagal. Mm. A, a white American guy or Canadian guy who's known for doing martial arts in movies and stuff. And he's kind of, he like think he acts like he is Asian or something. I don't know. Um, but what's weird is they're called Razzie. And, but they also say, oh, he was nominated for a golden raspberry award, mm. which if you didn't know is an award for making the shittiest movies of the year, but they're nicknamed the Razzies. Yeah. So it's a really weird writing choice to be like, he was nominated for a Razzie and his movie star a character called Razzie. And yeah, the, he wants to win that award. Yeah. He's, he's really gunning for it. (laughs) Um, you know what other movies won, uh, Razzie's showgirls showgirls did really well at the golden raspberry awards of 1995, four, the, the Halle Berry Catwoman too. Yeah. Yeah, the showgirls director actually showed up to receive his award, though, which no one else has ever done. Um, yeah, I and, and the Mary did. Oh, maybe she did. I saw a bunch yeah. of the Catwoman movie. It's pretty bad. There's a basketball scene that's really fucking stupid. Um, nice, I love basketball. 
I'm sorry, did you just assure me that you did not lose your taste for basketball after seeing that scene? I haven't seen the scene, but I look forward to seeing it because I love basketball. Okay, you can find it standalone on YouTube if you want. Um, okay. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe my memory is, uh, you know, betraying me. And the voice of the Razzie character is Akio Otsuka, who plays, I think, Wham! in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm. So, we've heard him in a bunch of, bunch of stuff. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of scamming, possible romances of which orientation, of which sexual orientation we don't know yet. Twists and uh, turns. All sorts it's of It's a complicated show to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I'm interested. I'm certainly interested in finishing this first story arc. I would be sad if we just never finished watching two more episodes to all right, fine. F- figure out. What okay, let's do it. We'll do it. No, we don't have to as a podcast. I just mean I personally. Oh, okay. Why Why wouldn't we do it as a podcast, though? What else have we got yeah, going if, on? If we're all go- we should just finish it. Well, we have other stuff to watch. Yeah, but we can come back to this one. So I think we'll, we'll probably revisit this show. We'll probably come back to it because we at least have to finish these two episodes. And then maybe we'll look at the next, the next storyline and see if it's worth our goddamn time. But that won't be on the pod. Uh, so that was our feelings on The Great Pretender. It's complicated, sometimes a little unbelievable. Maybe it's conning us. Maybe at the end we find out all the actors are in on it and they're watching us. Yeah. From a fake wall. The anime in our characters room. are like, haha, you thought this was an anime. And then an actual two dimensional anime character will walk out from behind a wall in our house. Uh, I would be like, wow, I really owe it to you. I got to give it to you guys. That's impressive. Good con. Um, yeah. How did, how did you feel about the show, Miles? I. I. I'm interested in finishing the arc. I think I liked it. I'm always reluctant to say I like these shows, but I liked this one, I think. I think I liked it. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm about those... the same spot. I feel like normally I watch a show, I don't like it, and then when we talk about it, I like it more, and I feel like this was the opposite. I feel like I liked it watching it, but now that we've talked through it, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I didn't get it, and now I like it a little bit less, but I would still <laughs> watch more. I just need to understand that Wallace thing. It seems like, according to some summaries online, people were writing like, the tourist then pays for the lost wallet. And I was like, okay, so the yeah. scam does rely on people being greedy and being like, oh, I'll give you money, you know, if you understand that that's my money. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I feel um, like all these scams are dubious now. Yeah, and the whole idea of like, oh, they're all in on it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing that anime thing where you've thought 40 steps ahead and you have, you know, three-dimensional chess plays going on in your mind and... It's completely not believable. maybe it'll be like breaking bad and they think they start out thinking that they're good and then they end up just doing worse and worse cons until they are terrible oh good one yeah. you hope that this has like a really dark ending yes oh my god <laughs> that would be great i mean no it wouldn't like by the end the 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 kid edamuda it just becomes like this director drug lord kingpin <laughs> yeah but maybe he makes good b movies who knows who knows? Uh, all right. Uh, if you, listener, have thoughts on this show or have a suggestion for another show for us to watch, you can send an email to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can also harass us on Twitter. If you just look up at jjbpod or jojosbizarrepodcast. Um, if you liked what we do or want to say something nice or just have a free moment, 
You can look us up on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That will help bump us up in the rankings because uh, I don't like that when you look up, you know, JoJo podcast, some other crap comes up first. We should be number one. God damn it. We are number one. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to write like a nice review. If you're like, I'm bad with words, you could just write like good pod and just click five stars and uh, we would love you for it. Um, yeah. Is that everything? Have we covered it all? I hope yes. so. Jackie, do you have anything you want to plug? No. Miles, do you want to talk about your latest projects? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll plug going to bed, which we should do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Good night, everyone. Bye. Have a great week. Good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, yes. I'm the great pretender.